Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. The Lords of the City of London, from the gold markets of the Pacific Rim and the Far East, comes V, the Gorilla Economist. He clears the fog of economic and geopolitical disinfo. Know the truth. See the trends. Understand the players. Protect your future and family. The financial freedom fighter, a rebel with a cause. This worldwide transmission has been brought to you by V, the Guerrilla Economist. Helping the world understand, prepare and make sound decisions to protect your future and your family. Visit V, the Guerrilla Economist at roguemoney.net. Spelled R-O-G-U-E-M-O-N-E. It seems like this, uh, these two superpowers are teaming up now against the U.S. Why did President Biden let this happen? Peter, these are two countries that have long chafed, as I said to Jeff, long chafed um, at U.S. leadership around the world um, and, uh, and the network of alliances and partnerships that we have. This is not, this is not something that uh, these two countries just cooked up since President Biden got elected. But, but it is he, something that they have been since trying he's been to. president. He has talked tough. He tried to pressure Putin and Xi uh, to act right or risk their standing on the world stage. Does he see now that they don't care? I think if you ask a lot of Russians, they certainly care. I mean, this <laughs> their economy is is uh, barely being propped up by some pretty radical measures by by Mr. Putin. Their military has uh, been. Uh, roundly embarrassed inside Ukraine, um, and they continue to lose uh, uh, ground there. Uh, and as for China, again, take a look at the way the president has really revitalized and restored alliances and partnerships that were let go, if not ridiculed, in the previous administration. We have prioritized them, and there's no other nation around the world that has this alliance and partnership network that we do. Five of our seven treaty alliances are in the Indo-Pacific. And President Biden has prioritized each and every one of them. <laughs> that, that is what you call a lying sack of shit. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is the gorilla, the thriller, not from Manila. And I am back, roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News. Rogue News on every single podcasting app known to humanity. We're everywhere you want us to be, plus a bag of chips. And with that being said, folks, welcome. It's an afternoon broadcast, so I apologize for the late start. Uh, hell of a day. Yesterday, for those that don't know, yesterday we were supposed to launch a um, this new first part of a uh, a pronged attack on uh, and uh, with our platform, and uh, it was delayed through a due to a technical issue. Uh, we're waiting on uh, authorization that should have occurred yesterday. It didn't happen. 
Now the official launch date is going to be the 27th uh, because we are waiting on a payment processor authorization because we want people to be able to jump in on what we are doing. And then also uh, showing you guys the new Rogue News website uh, that will be launched as well. Uh, it's going to be pretty cool. We've memified news in an NFT kind of way where you get this amazing NFT. It is 3D. It is active. It moves. You press on it. It flips over. You'll see every single topic and news outline that you can see. And you click on it. It takes you right to the articles. And it's valuable. It becomes a collectible. We're making only a thousand, and uh, it's going to be pretty awesome. And then those of us, then those that join uh, Rogue, will be getting these things for free every week. It's going to be pretty sick. And they're worth something. They're valuable. They're pegged to the value of uh, of of, uh, of Ethereum. And as Ethereum goes up, and the scarcity of these things go up as well, uh, you're going to do well for yourself. It's a great way for you to get in. Uh, create a little and you know have fun share the news and create something valuable which is pretty awesome pretty awesome and of course we'll have roguenews.com the new site revamped oh my god we got some we got some oh my god we got some big guns coming folks we got some new content creators uh we have some new journalists that are going to be working here we're going to have more on the ground reporting we're we're going we're going to the future we're going to going to the future and we're going to capture the younger market and de-brainwash them and bring them into the rogue fold and fire on all all 12 cylinders because we, we're V12 over here, baby. Twin turbo all the way. Folks, that is the equivalent of Baghdad Bob. Baghdad Bob that spoke right then and there. Oh, Baghdad, a lying sack of crap talking about, oh, we have alliances and treaties. We have alliances and treaties, but he has no alliance. He has no, we have no tre treaties. There's literally nobody, uh, literally nobody. I mean, you can go to Ukraine map dot uh, UA, which is like the official Ukrainian map company, right? That's, that's showing you the Russian and advancement. And you can see for yourself, uh, the Russians <laughs> are not, you know, the Russians are losing so much ground, folks, in Ukraine that the Ukrainian military is retreating out of Bakhmut. <laughs> That's how much. And the Russians are out of ammo. And as uh, I think it was the New York Slimes or one of these other dish rags of ill repute, one of these worthless U.S. newspapers that are lying all the time, these lying dish rags, uh, they were saying that the Russian military is fighting the Ukrainians with shovels because they're out of ammunition. Meanwhile, caliber missiles are flying overhead at hypersonic speed, hitting targets with pinpoint precision, making Western observers' jaws drop. Drop. And it's hilarious to see this. The only thing chafing, folks, is the, uh, is, is the saggy thighs of Joe Biden as he attempts to waddle around trying to hold his poop in uh, in between his uh, his uh, his adult depends diapers, the West is done. The West is done. I mean, Gus was joking about it. He's like Mexico. They lost Mexico, the most pathetic thing I've ever seen. That is from Gus Demas, and Gus will be joining us tomorrow. Gus will have a lot to say, so you know, buckle up your seatbelts for that. And he's right. 
He's right. Folks, in the last six months, in the last six months, if I would have told you that the United States, in terms of allegiances, is being an isolated pariah, would you have believed me? Six months ago, if I would have told you that the United States is facing bank failure with over 200 banks, and they're thinking and they're, you know, they're telling you that it's all about the interest rates that went up on treasury notes that were being held by the banks, and that's the reason why. But in reality, it is a derivative daisy chain of back-end bets of collateralized debt obligations and credit default swaps that are going to nuke, once again, a banking system that has never been fixed since the 2008 collapse of the banks and Wall Street back in 2008, folks. It's incredible. Would you have believed me? Would you have believed me if I told you that the only thing that's being isolated and demilitarized is the West itself. It's NATO itself. Would, would you have believed me, folks, that we've lost Mexico, that Mexico is joining the BRICS? Would you have believed me that hot on the heels of Saudi Arabia announcing a peace treaty, announcing cooperation and, 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 and partnerships with Iran, <laughs> that Iran is going to be joining OPEC and Saudi Arabia is going to be joining BRICS? Would you have believed me? <laughs> I told you all of this, folks, not six months ago, but several years ago. And I'm trying to find my partner, Matthew. I'm just trying to find um, the article that I wrote in 2014 titled Ukraine, where the dollar goes to die. An article I penned, which was so prophetic, folks. So prophetic. I channeled my inner Rafiki, you know, Rafiki, the uh, witch doctor. Uh, baboon from the Lion King. Yes, 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 yes. I've channeled my inner Rafiki in order to bring that to write out that that uh, that uh, that article that I put together. But who? Where do we begin? Where do we begin, folks? Here's here's something that I want all of you to realize. I I want to let all of you know that Volodymyr Zelensky. Or Olinsky, as some people would say, Olinsky, who uh, because he's banned the letter Z, including the, the 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 Z in his own name, it's been banned in Ukraine. You can't use the letter Z anymore, right? Because uh, Operation Z and the Russians and stuff. So Volodymyr Zelensky, he's on suicide watch. I don't know if you guys know this. He's on suicide watch. What do I mean by that? Well, look at this, right? This is quite interesting. Quite interesting. This is reported from our boys over at Zero Edge. And let me just bring it up for you guys. Uh, China about to arrange a Ukraine ceasefire. Ah. Zelensky says invited China to talks on Ukraine waiting for answer. <laughs> and this is hot on the reason within minutes, within minutes, that this gentleman from the White House, this, this idiot du jour, this moron, this talking head, this uneducated, miseducated talking head, which is what we have in spades. We have in spades in the United States, folks. Russia and China. It seems like this, uh, these two superpowers are teaming up now against the U.S. Mm -hmm. Why did President Biden let this happen? Uh, you know, this has been chafing between my thighs. Peter, these several, are two countries that years. have... Long uh, chafed. Chafed, chafed. They're chafing me. To, yeah, chafed. Long chafed. 
I need to use um, a gold US bar. leadership around the world. Um, and uh, yes. and the network of alliances and partnerships. And that the network of not, alliances and partnerships, which uh, do that, not exist, you uh, idiots. These two countries just cooked up. Since they, they just cooked up. They just, you know, they just cooked it, it up. It is something oh. that they have been since trying he's been to. president, he has talked. Yeah, their the, the economy is in shambles. Their economy is roaring. The Russian ruble was again, 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 again for the fifth straight year in a row, pretty much without fail. Pretty much can, without fail, the Russian ruble is the best performing currency. The Moscow Stock Exchange has done very well in, st- in, in spite of sanctions. Even after getting kicked out of SWIFT, even after everything, the Russian economy is booming because they're a manufacturing powerhouse. They are a physical juggernaut. And now as Mexico is talking about joining the BRICS, what is exceptional stand? What is exceptional stand? Exceptional stand is talking about invading Mexico. Why? Because all of a sudden the cartels, whom they control, The cartels are all of a sudden they're they're terrorist organizations, folks. They're terrorist organizations, and we need to we need to stop the terrorists. So you know we got to go after the cartels and put an end to the drug war. Blah blah blah. Hundreds of thousands of people have been killed in Mexico in a cartel war started by the CIA. That is a freaking fact. That is a freaking fact. And now, as we're witnessing the twilight of the American empire, and I, for one, cannot wait till this satanic, evil entity that inhabits Washington, D.C. is killed off for good and is thrown into the dust heap of history that real Americans can rally around, and perhaps we may be able to get our country back. Perhaps we may be able to have reasonable discourse once again and we may be able to build something that becomes a regional power and a valuable member of the multipolar world and we can all enter the world in a better place and maybe just maybe we can maybe have a hundred years of peace that would be wonderful a century of peace would be great but this country's been at war since i was born I'm 43. This country has been at war every single day of my life. Every single one of you listening in, even if you're 65 years old and you're tuning into this broadcast, or you're 70 years old and you're tuning into this broadcast, the United States has been at war with some country doing some operation and somewhere for the entirety of your entire life. Perpetual war. War. Hot on the heels of Saudi and of Saudi Arabia and Iran. Hot on the heels of Mexico talking about to the BRICS. Hot on the heels of even the UAE saying, hey, you know what? Uh, we're going to be part of the BRICS as well. And the West being isolated with nothing but pronouns to offer the world. That's the only thing we have. That's the only thing of, of, of that's the only thing we produce. The only thing that the Western politicians find valuable is the pronouns, folks. 
If they could commoditize pronouns and financialize it and sell it throughout the world, they would. They would. And now Putin had messed with Xi. And then it show up for like an hour or two and then they, you know, went away and they flew away somewhere. No, 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 no. They met with together, not for one hour or two hour, but for three days. In three days, because China understood that if Russia falls, China understands that they are next. China understands what has been happening in Xinjiang. When U.S. proxy terror groups utilizing native or ethnic Uyghurs performed over 300 terrorist attacks at one time per year. Per year. And China had to go in there create re-education camps, and get these people sold on economics because economics is a powerful driver, folks. Do you know why the West hates the multipolar world? Because the multipolar world creates wealth for nations. I'm going to write a book one day. It's going to blow an average Western person's mind away because there are so many things that we in the West take for granted. I'm going to write a book. And that book is going to be called The Value of a Road. The Value of a Road. And if you knew how valuable a well-paved strip of road is, a well-paved strip of tarmac is, you would know exactly what I'm talking about. The value of a road. And when you have paved roads that are able to connect cities, We have paved roads that can connect businesses, paved roads that can connect to mining operations and fisheries and farms and agriculture. That's how the the, the very zygote of economic development and infrastructure begins. It all starts with the road. And the United States and the colonial West has done nothing but create roads that go directly from the mines and the resources that they themselves exploit and go directly to the ports and shipping ports and airports that they themselves control. So the pillaged resources go directly back to the hegemon and never to the people. Oh, the value of a road. You drive on a road every day in the West, so you take it for granted. Oh, the value of a road where you're able to smoothly tread down the street and able to get some water from the communal well. The value of the road so you can take the wares of your hard labor directly to market and sell them. The value of the road, folks. You do not understand the value of a road. And China and Russia are building tens of thousands of miles of road all across Africa, all across the underdeveloped countries in Asia. It's a beautiful thing to see, folks. When you can go into places like Laos, when you go to places like Nepal, when you go into places like Macau, where there was no roads before, dirt trails. And I've seen this in the third world. I've been to the third world where one time you see dirt roads from the airport to the city where you need to live, and you're like, damn it, man. It takes like five hours just to get 
to your location that if you had a straight, well-paved road, it would have literally taken you 45 minutes, but now it's taking you three to four hours because it's got to wind and meander through unpaved, unfinished roads. Oh, the value of a road. China builds, that is right. F. Lou is right. China builds in the U.S. bombs. 100%. A paved road is the beginning of infrastructure. And infrastructure creates economic activity. And economic activity creates wealth. And wealth creates more physical production. And physical production creates factories. And factories are the enemy of the bankers. Oh, yeah. And the city of London and Wall Street, they don't like. The central bankers and the central planners and the globalists, they don't like physical strong economies because physical strong economies are a threat to their paper monopoly. So China will go in and they'll go into a poor country and next you know roads are being built, bridges are being built, high-speed rails put into place, electrical power plants are built. And America's answer? How about some bombs? How about AFRICOM? How about we set up how about we 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 set up some NGOs? I think I was listening to Brian Berletic, who I'm gonna have on the show pretty soon. Brian said it best. He's a former United States Marine. He said it best. I was traveling through Laos. And one time it was just dirt roads taking hours. And I've had that same experience in the third world as well. Or the emerging world, excuse me. And he said, now I go to Laos and it's incredible. Brand new modern rail and train connecting the capitals to the airports, connecting the ports and the, and the fisheries and the agriculture and the industry all being connected. It's a beautiful thing. And what is America doing? America investing in NGOs, telling the native populations, you don't need electricity. Just shut your lights off. This is what we're offering? Oh, this is what we're offering. So the native, so the these ethnic countries, these minority nations, these poor nations cannot develop. They're not allowed to. Because some guilt that the Western population feels, but in reality, it is all about the control machinations of the Western ruling elites. And so China understood that, listen, if, if Russia goes down, that they're next. And they're doing everything in their power to avoid war. Everything in their power. And the United States is on full tilt brainwashing. Full tilt. United States is telling people, oh yeah, Taiwan is its own country. Folks, let me explain something to you. Taiwan was never Taiwan. Taiwan is and is always part of China. Taiwan's constitution says it's part of China. But we want to go ahead and foment war. It's incredible. It's incredible. And hot on the heels of the, the, the end of the American empire, which we're witnessing. We had the meeting between Vladimir Putin and Xi Jinping. 
in a ceremony at the Kremlin on the second day of the Chinese leader Xi Jinping's victory, Putin and Xi kicked off formal relations and talks, which will focus on a Ukraine crisis, a crisis that the CIA and the State Department spent $5.5 billion, with a B, dollars in creating. Finding malcontents, finding near-do-wells to whip up into a frenzy of hate and violence. And then while people were dying, being bled into the streets, that evil wench of a woman, the satanic witch, Victoria Newland, walks around the Maidan handing out cookies. Freaking crazy, man. Crazy. Last night's greetings and starting informal talks at least four and a half hours. In addition, Ukraine being high on the agenda for the ongoing summit, Xi outlined in initial comments Tuesday that China wishes to expand cooperation with Russia on trade and hopes that Russia promotes liberalization, facilitation of trade and investment, alongside both sides maintaining security and stability of industrial and and supply chains. Importantly, Xi invited Putin to travel to China at some point this year. Putin showed willingness on these points, also stressing that Russia stands ready to meet China's growing energy needs. And right now, Russia has surpassed Saudi Arabia as the largest energy supplier to China. Putin also said his country stands ready to support Chinese businesses replacing Western companies inside Russia that left in the wake of the Ukraine war. We are ready to support Chinese business in replacing Western enterprises that left China. I'm sorry, that left Russia. One of the most important statements to come out of today's formal China-Russia summit and press conference was concerning the further erasing of dollar reliance in favor of the yuan. Putin said we support the use of the Chinese yuan. Are you, getting, are you ready for this bombshell statement? Are you ready for this bombshell statement by the president of the free world? God almighty, man, do we need a Vladimir Putin in this country? Do God Almighty, don't we? Do we do if if a Vladimir Putin ran in the United States right now, he would win. Not only would he win in the landslide, but he would spend the next several years taking out the dishwater that is the deep state, which Trump failed to do. Putin said we support the Chinese Yuan in payments between Russia and countries of Asia and Africa and Latin America. Boom. Boom. Incredible. Bretton Woods, folks. The sound. Let me let me let me just let me just play this sound for you. What's happening right now in Washington, DC. Okay. Let me show you. Let me I'm gonna play the sound of what's happening in D.C. Here we go. That is the Bretton Woods. That is the sound of the dollar standard, the petrodollar, and Bretton Woods too being flushed down the toilet. Think about this. We support the use of the Chinese yuan in payments between Russia 
Russia, the commodity king of the world, Russia, the energy capital of the world, and China, the manufacturing juggernaut of the world, and the banking powerhouse of the world. So the manufacturing banking powerhouse and the commodity and energy powerhouse are saying, we're going to rewrite the rules. We're done with these crazy psychopathic pedophiles from the West. We're sick of them. And yuan is going to be used, and we're cool with it. Hey, hey, Latin America, you want to use the yuan for trade instead of the dollar? Be my guests. Asia, Africa, Latin America, Middle East. Do you want to use our currency? You want to you be part of the multipolar world? Do you want to be part of humanity because the West no longer represents humanity? These are satanic pedophiles. I love this meme that Gus sent me because, you know, Gus is always sending me memes and it's always hilarious and funny. Let me see if I can get there. Give me a second. Here we go. And it's so true. I, I I couldn't I couldn't argue with him, right? I couldn't argue with him. Let me let me see if I can pull this up. This is hilarious. And it ah oh, here we go. This is <laughs> this is just brilliant. This is us in the West. There you go. You are here paying taxes to pedophiles. <laughs> That's where we are. <laughs> That's where we are. It feels good, don't it? Oh, yeah. Feels great. Oh, yeah. So if you want to join humanity, you want your economy to prosper. Hey, here's the alternative to the stupid, idiotic, satanic West. Because the only thing the West could offer you is debauchery. The only thing the West could offer you is Satanism, repackaged with pop culture flavors. The only thing the West could offer you is pedophilia. The only thing the West could offer you is for your kids to mutilate themselves and say it's pro it's progress. It's the only thing the West could do. National currencies are more and more actively used in bilateral trade, and two-thirds of the trade turnover between Russia and China already made in rubles and yuan, Putin noted. This practice should be encouraged further, and mutual presence of financial and banking institutions on Russian and Chinese markets should be expanded. So do you want to plug into the West with their Green New Deal and their Great Reset? You will own nothing and you will be happy. Are you tired of pandemics? Are you tired of the next big thing? Are you tired of Ukrainian flags? Maybe next time it's going to be a Bulgarian flag, maybe a Polish flag, maybe a Hungarian flag. <laughs> God almighty. They're running out of flags here. Are you ready to join the multipolar world where there's human investments, where technology is the key 
to overcoming resource limitations on this planet, not deindustrialization, which kills. Deindustrialization is eugenics, folks. Get it into your heads. The Green New Deal, the Great Reset is eugenics. Russia is getting rid of its dollar dependence. What do you think that's going to do with the big banks here when more and more countries throughout the world realizes that the United States is a drunken, lunatic, schizophrenic, psycho killer? Psycho killer. Fa, 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 fa. Like that song goes, right? Should I deal with a psycho killer who could, I, I'm, I'm engaging in business and trade with him, but the guy could just go ahead and whip out a knife and stab me to death. Should I continue to do business with him or should I do business with stable adults? And that's what China and Russia does. They bring stability. They bring stability. I mean, our founding fathers... In the United States, man, the founding fathers and Lincoln and Jackson and Kennedy and Reagan. Oh, my God. These guys are spinning in the graves at 3,000, maybe 9,000 RPMs at this point. Spinning in their graves. The United States was given the greatest gift after World War II, which is bring prosperity and stability was to create the multipolar world. Folks, do you understand that was the vision when you look at it? And that's why I always tell people, get Matthew Eric's books. Symphony of the Two Americas. The vision of the founding fathers was the multipolar world. The people who were part of the Chinese Revolution, contrary to Western propaganda, People like Sun Yat-sen, they were looking towards the writings of Jefferson and Franklin as their inspiration for creating an economic system that creates an open, modular framework for other countries to connect to in a shared prosperity that elevates all mankind. These guys are just insane. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Meanwhile, in the land of adults, folks, that's exactly what's happening. It's incredible to be witnessing to this. And meanwhile, we are imploding. Our economy is going in shambles. And the only thing is, they have zero answers. Banks are about to go fail, are failing. The only thing they can think about is, uh, maybe we need to go arrest Donald Trump. That's it. Maybe we need to uh, arrest Donald Trump. Not, not so sure, but maybe we should do that. And then it's been reported that the in Ukraine you've had uh, the UK, the United Kingdom, sending depleted uranium shells to Ukraine, which is basically a dirty bomb. I mean, only the satanic West will use depleted uranium, banned by the Geneva War Conventions. Only the satanic West 
can use depleted uranium and get away with it. Only the satanic West can use white phosphorus on innocent civilians. And while men, women, and children are sleeping in their beds, they are burned alive like in Israel. Or, I'm sorry, Gaza, right? But that's okay. They're just Palestinians. It's all right. It's all right. Europe on the verge of bank collapse like the likes of which never seen. In the meantime, 18 European countries sign a joint ammunition donation for Ukraine. Why? They are down to their practice ammunition at this point. They are down to their practice ammunition at this point, folks. That is where they are at. That is where they are at. Same thing goes for the United States. We produce nothing. We produce nothing. And all these circle jerkers can talk about is how great they are and how they're going to stop the evil Russians. And they will not accept a peace treaty between Ukraine if the Chinese or the Russians broker it. If the Chinese and the Russians get Ukraine to a negotiating table and have a peace treaty in place, the United States won't accept it. Why? Because they're satanic, bloodlusting bastards and they will fight to the last Ukraine. They don't care. They don't care if millions of millions, they don't care if the entire Ukraine was turned to a glass parking lot and the brainwashed idiot masses in Ukraine don't know any better. They'll go along with the West because they think the West is so cool. I like the West. Yeah, the West is so cool. You know, they got great pop culture. You know, they have Marvel movies. Oh, yeah. Marvel movies are good, good, good stuff. The West is so cool, man. The West got, uh, you know, they got Lady Gaga and all these great singers. So we're with the West, the idiot Ukrainians. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, you know, uh, the, 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 here's, a, here's the other great export that's not working out so well in the rest of the world. Ugandan president blasts Western countries for promoting LGBT in Africa. Ugandan president Yoweri Museveni has blasted Western countries for promoting LGBTQ issues in Africa, accusing them of wasting the time of humanity. It is a waste of time. Only a civilization that number one has believed its own bullshit. Only a civilization that has lived in decadence for so many decades, that have been insular and sheltered from suffering and war and famine and pestilence. Only a civilization like that who's so bored mentally and so has and has zero intellectual challenges left that have that have fallen back on the laziness and the slovingness of slothfulness will create these imaginary traumas and imaginary issues to go along with an imaginary economy and an imaginary military force. And then they try to to say, hey, you know what? Our mental delusions have value. Our mental imaginary things, our imaginary economy has value. Be afraid of our imaginary military power that's been defeated every time it's been to war. And then our imaginary oppressions with our imaginary minority groups, the new ones, not not the you know the blacks or whites or Asians or Hispanics, not, not those groups, not, not those ethnic groups, but the new ones, the alphabet kind, yes. And we're going to export this now because we have nothing else to export. You know, the rest of the world's not buying the imaginary economy. 
The rest of the world's not afraid of our imaginary military. Uh, so our imaginary military power. So what's left? Oh, the imaginary uh, victimhood. Let's export that. And the, and the president of Uganda says, how about no? How about you're wasting our time? Are you here for infrastructure? Are you here for business? You know, America used to be great at business. We have the best business in the world, the best businessman in the world. Now we're not. Not so much. Now we have pronouns. The president of East African Company made remarks during parliamentary address before lawmakers prepared to vote on a bill related to the same matter. The bill would impose harsher penalties for those found to be promoting LGBT activities, causes in a country where homosexuality is already legal. The majority of the world, it is. Sorry to upset Westerners. I'm sorry. I apologize. But the rest of the world don't see things through our eyes, folks. Uganda has been threatened with sanctions if it continues to refuse to implement Western-style protections for the LGBT. We got to protect these people. Why? So we can create thousands upon thousands of NGO groups so we can one day overthrow your country, Uganda, and we may rob you of your resources and watch your people suffer, starve, and die. Because just like have Madeleine Albright said, it's worth it. It's worth it. And this is what Mussavini said as he rejected these attempts. Europeans and other groups may you know, marry cousins and near relatives. Here, marrying into one's clan is taboo. Should we impose sanctions on them for marrying relatives? This is not our job. Western countries should stop wasting the time of humanity by trying to impose their practices on other people. That's right. Modernization, not westernization, is what the developing world wants. Modernization, not westernization. We we do not look, folks. I'm gonna look here. Uh, here's the message to Western leaders. Okay, we do not think that the male rectum is the highest form of civilizational achievement. Okay. We do not think that the worship of the male anus is the highest form of civilizational attainment. Okay, that is the majority of the world do not share that opinion. We do not venerate it. We do not worship it. We don't believe in it. We like roads. We like infrastructure. We like bridges. We like things. The value of roads, folks. The value of roads. Despite homosexuality being technically legal in Uganda, there has been in conviction for consensual same-sex relations since the country gained independence from Britain in 1962. But no. No. Believe. Here, buy this. You don't, you're not buying our imaginary economy anymore. You're not fearful of our imaginary military power. So here's some imaginary groups that have suffered imaginary trauma and have imaginary oppression. Here, you want some? You want some of these in your country? Uh, no, because we don't want your imaginary currency. That is the most toxic. And I said this years ago, back in 2012, I said it. The dollar is going to become the most toxic asset in God's green earth. And by God, have the Biden administration delivered, folks. Have they delivered? Oh, they delivered greatly. They delivered greatly. It's incredible to witness this. Absolutely incredible.
the world moves on. And here's another bombshell. Here's another kick in the nuts against the West and the United States in particular. Syria and Turkey are going to have normalized relationships. And Saudi Arabia, folks, is set to reopen the consulate in Syria after leading failed regime change efforts. Folks, who was the only person that told you years ago, I don't know, going back to maybe 2013 or 14, when King, um, when King, I, I've got the name, uh, I think it was King Faisal, when he made, King Salman made MBS, Mohammed bin Salman, the crown prince. When he dubbed him the crown prince, folks, what did I tell you? I told you back then that the war in Syria is going to come to an end. Why? Because one of my sources grew up with MBS. One of my sources knew intimately who himself is a prince. He's a prince. He's a Saudi prince himself, and he grew up with MBS. They used to play PlayStation together back when they were living in Dubai together. Okay? And he told me back then, here's the deal. MBS is the chosen one. It's not Merkin. This one... Everybody was thinking the CIA and all the intel community thinking well, it was going to be Prince Merkin. He's going to be the new guy. No, it wasn't Merkin. It was MBS. And MBS came in and he cleaned up shop. And I said a long time ago that MBS is going to normalize relations with Syria. Why? Why would MBS normalize relationships with Syria? Well, King Salman, his favorite wife is Syrian. His favorite wife, the wife he loves the most is Syrian. And she is the mother of Mohammed bin Salman, the current crown prince and future king of Saudi Arabia. I told you that. Nobody else told you that. Saudi Arabia plans to reopen its consulate in the Syrian capital, Damascus, over a decade after it was closed because of the U.S.-led war in Syria. The kingdom plans to reopen the consulate in Damascus following the month of Ramadan. So right after Ramadan, they're going to reopen the UAE has called forth the United Arab Emirates, the future, one of the future power financial powerhouses in the world, set to replace the dilapidated, defunct Switzerland and to be an adjunct to the Asian financial hub, which is Singapore. The UAE has said it is time for Syria to rejoin its Arab brothers. What a, what a time, what an exciting time to be alive. It's amazing. As soon as the U.S. is out of the picture, as soon as the sun is setting on the darkness that is the United States, light is coming into the world. Peace is starting to reign supreme once again. And there's two men that are the architects behind it. There are two countries that are the architects behind it, the driving force. And these two men, folks, are the ones leading the charge. These two men are the ones who are putting it all on the line. And it's these two guys right here. These two guys, what they've done in the last 20 years, if you're a freedom-loving human being, I thank God for these two men. I've, and, and, and their incredible restraint at any point, they could have created war, they could create chaos, 
They could have dumped the U.S. Treasury. They could have dumped the dollar and killed the U.S. economy. They could have done it several times over. They refused to do it. And even till this now, to this point, they're seeking peace. They're seeking stability. They're seeking security and a peaceful, prosperous way forward. And for the United States to communicate and to be part of this transition. But the U.S. can't because for the West, the ruling elites in the West, there is no backup. There's no backup. There's no reverse gear. There is no reverse gear. Sanctions don't work. More sanctions. Wars don't work. More war. We're running out of ammunition. Keep, well, send them air. Send them empty shells. Well, we're running out of empty shells. Send them rocks. We're running out of rocks. Send them paper towels to use in war. It's incredible. And now we're seeing two countries. These two countries, China and Russia, is a model for the rest of the world. A model for the rest of the world. These are two different cultures, two different histories, two different economic models, and yet look how much they get done together. It is a complete opposite of war and destruction and failure that the United States is so good at doing. We suck at sucking. We just suck. We're brilliant at failure. Absolute genius is when it comes to losing. And then we delude ourselves into thinking that we're the masters of the universe. I can't tell you how many spooks and spies I've spoken to that are on some sort of fucking weirdo trip. That the people that they talk to are geniuses. No, they're gone. The geniuses have either retired or died. We are in the midst of morons. That's so why I'm looking forward to Friday's show with Vela's. Vela's got a lot to talk about because me and him had a good time hashing out our brains during dinner. It's a sorry state of affairs, folks. But this ends one way. This ends one way. And it's with the sunset on the Union. The sunset on the United States Empire. And hopefully at the end of this, when the empire finally dies, maybe the republic can once again live. When the empire finally crumbles, maybe the republic can once again be built. When the empire finally emulates and burns from the ashes like the phoenix, the American republic built on the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, built on the rule of law with justice and liberty for all, can once again rise. This is the gorilla, and I'll see you guys tomorrow.